audiocraft.inc Okay, people, listen. We define how people think about Africa. <laughs> Introducing <laughs> the booth. Fully stops. Going back to my roots. Born in Africa. Benga, welcome in the booth. Thank you very much for having me, Folu. Thank you for joining me. It's cool. You're a very dapper-looking guy. Let me just say. Thank you. It's always always turned out appropriately. <laughs> broadcast journalist extraordinaire. Um, so Benga is a broadcast journalist, radio and television experience, quite a wide body of experience. And I'm going to get to know you a little bit more through the show. So in our Let's Focus segment, where we're actually going to talk about a summary of different topics that I, I've kind of gone through this season with other guests oh, as well as looking at our continents because these are our own right exactly. the time is now and there are very interesting things happening so let's start with what's hot in, in the booth in the booth what's hot what's not and what's viral for me what's been hot this past week is the grammys Technically speaking, it's not an African event, but there were Africans present, and I recognize my brothers and sisters in the diaspora. Soweto Gospel Choir won a Grammy um, for their album Freedom. And um, I was rooting for my good friend. Ashka show now, of course. Yeah, and uh, too bad he couldn't uh, get it, but being nominated is enough recognition, and I'm happy he got that recognition. Yeah. Uh, he's one of the most hardworking artists of his generation and it doesn't get that as much recognition they say the prophet is not honored in his at own uh, land he's played at the biggest music festivals in the world i'm not throwing shades here but there are people that say they are on a world tour and then they play in a university clubhouse and, uh, <laughs> one city. small bar yeah, ju- just to mention a few places where it's played, it's played at Coachella, it's played at Glastonbury, how uh, big Glastonbury is, it's played True. at the Bataclan, it's played at Fuji Rock in Japan, it's played at uh, Roskilde, biggest Northern European uh, festival in Denmark, so yeah. it deserves that recognition. No, definitely. Hard work into that. I love that you mentioned that he's not recognized for his hard work, because it is true. I think when we think of Shion, we know the music that he does, mm-hmm. and I think people just take for granted, like, hey, but Shion Kutina, what's that? Yeah, yeah. the fact cool, that you're great. a fella, I mean, you put in the work, you can't just say, oh, I'm fella, so I'm, give me a microphone, the and end. then you get nominated. <laughs> I also thought it was very interesting that mm-hmm. um, his work was submitted for consideration, because Shion was very anti He's anti-establishment, he's anti-certain um, um, types of structures and frameworks. Oh, yes. So I remember when I first saw that, I was like, okay, okay sure. And this must have been a big leap for you to, okay. to do this. But that was very cool to see, though. Still, he does deserve that recognition. Um, unfortunately, though, to be young and African, I think, is to be almost in a constant state of turmoil in this time and era. So uh, we've got to talk about what is not hot on the continent. There are problems in DR Congo. Most recently, I'm not, I was going to say, I'm sure people out there were just like, which which problem this time? Because, yes, because I'm in the Congo, quite unfortunate. It's the richest country in the world, mineral-wise, and it's not living to its full potential. It Sad is history. disastrous. Yeah. You are so polite. Listen, this mm. podcast is <laughs> terrible. Okay, so there are a couple of things that spark up. One, for those of you who don't know, so DR Congo had their elections recently, and Tishkevi won, but the other other opposition, Martin Fayulu, says, yeah. no, this is nonsense. It's a lie. Yeah. What I find peculiar on a couple of grounds is, one, the Catholic Church is weighing in on it mm-hmm. to say that, oh, well, you know, they too, they had monitors across, and, you know, I'm born and raised Roman Catholic, but, you know, I don't agree with religion Everything. interfering yeah. and 
in politics, politics. I really don't. It's a dangerous mm. territory. But that the other thing is the sort of the reasons why Martin Fayulu is not accepting Tshisekedi's win because they still feel that he's part of Joseph Kabila's, you know. So um, Joseph Kabila had his man, and everybody thought his man was going to win, and he would be a yes man. So it was Tishkedi and Fayulu in the opposition, yes. and uh, Fayulu was the consensus candidate of the opposition groups, and everyone mm. thought like he won on the ballot. Mm. But um, surprise, surprise, Fayulu but, calls it a democratic coup that went yes, behind him and struck a deal with uh, Joseph Kabila. I mean, they say that and I get it, but the percentage win wasn't massive. It was 38.5%, I believe, to like 34 point something. But, but Fayulu argues that he got 60%. So, yes, he yeah. does, to be fair. Anyways, let's move on. We are very good with viral information in Nigeria. Social media is definitely playing its part, I think, in keeping people aware or at least talking about issues that we definitely know in the past would have been swept under the carpet. So what's viral today? Um, and really, it's not today. This has been going on for some time now. But this particular story of two young men who raped and filmed a 23-year-old. Now, these are allegations. The Nigerian police force had said as of the 8th of February, they had said that, listen, the men were arraigned mm -hmm. um, and they've been remanded into prison. So the rumors about them being free are not true. true. That's what the police said. But it is such a horrific thing to think that these two young men, and I will read out their names in a second, I'll pull it up, because I, I believe very much in, in mentioning such things, not to name and shame, but so people are aware. They were, were sort of in connection with the proprietor of this hotel. De, de Lancaster Hotel in uh, Lekki. Lekki. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on this? Because this is not the first, second I mean, or I'm, fifth time. I'm that happy this sort of that come uh, justice has been served and uh, you can't sweep this under the carpet. And they did themselves. I mean, they have all the evidence. You recorded it. So uh, I think it's a slam dunk in court when they take this uh, matter to court. And it should serve as a warning to you because I really don't understand why anyone would do something so disgusting. It is, it is and, um, heinous. Yeah, the, the consequences should, I think they should face the full wealth of the law. And we need to do a lot of education for young men, boys, that there are certain ways you don't behave. And this is, this is barbaric. You see, I like that you mentioned the education for young men and boys. These particular young men, because they're about 23, they're in their early 20s actually. Don, Chima, Enaya, George and Olushegun Rasak. Now, while I can understand the emotional sentiment, I'm going to be very unpopular here with what I'm about to say, but these people are a product of our society. So if there are so many people like this acting in our midst, a couple of things are happening. One, at least we're actually talking about it, which yeah. is important now. But the other thing is we're causing some of these problems, whether or not we want yeah. to admit it. How are we raising our, our young boys? I believe we need to reevaluate our values as a people because everything is eroded, the moral fabric of Nigeria. So deep here and in the booth, but this is what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> These are the occurrences of our time. Um, but let's move on and take a quick break. It's music time. There is a serious problem with the way that we look at Africa. This week on my playlist. I'm so happy. This week on my playlist. So there are two songs that I want to talk about, and it's really off of one album project that's come out. Black Bones is a young rapper who is of peculiar temperament and he recently dropped this project. He dropped one in August last year but he dropped a project called Bad Boy Black Re-Up and I picked two songs from the project. The first song is Denied featuring Dremel and Psycho YP, Bad Boy Black. Black Bones. I'm so ahead of my time. 
2018 held me back Carry that cross, I'm like Christ Pray to God to save my life Cause I'm really going and killing these people like flies Well on my way to the ice Never been lucky, my life ain't a world of the dice I just cannot be denied Focus In, in the booth Follow, follow stops I'm a very different kind of somebody I'm not someone that is into all those kind of sweet boys All those kind of nonsense things I like a cold fear man, a man that fake cold Now this me, this is the kind of person I am I'm not interested in that, I don't have interest on that hey. No, I'm not regular, hey Bang So you my cellular, hey I see a lot of poison, it's never me Of me, know they smoke marijuana, oh baby I know they do, they get that, oh baby I know they do, calacuta, oh baby I don't, know, hey Cause you are looking at a good boy We know too many, we know too many Say we know too many What do you think? Great guy, and I'm happy that there's fresh music and uh new hungry cats that are ready to go and uh, the quality of the wordplay and his art like it sounds very j cole-ish cocky mm. you know like it's nice that he backs up his um bragging with uh, quality work so yeah because the second song that i picked for the playlist is good boy and that features boj and ck boj and ck and it's really nice to have these young guys on a track and it's it, how it differs really to the first song which is denied is also his singing Cause you know it's it's that whole Drake is Drake era, right? Yeah. It's still, mm-hmm. sort of, it's still the Drake um, era. Yeah, <laughs> no single rap at the same time. Hey, yeah. so do it. So great. I'm gonna be listening to Bad Boy Rhea. Yes, yeah. yes. Bad I think. Okay, um, but let's get down to it though. Uh, time to focus. No, no, no. Shall we get down to business? Let's focus. Yes. Africa is not a country. Africa is a continent. But its greatest resource is its people. Because we, we keep marching on. Let's focus. Let's focus. Focus. All right, so focusing this week, uh, this is usually the more in-depth conversation. And for those of you who are joining the podcast for the first time, this is actually the last episode of the podcast for this season, technically. So the style of it is a little bit more relaxed and you're probably going to experience this going into the next season because I'm reworking how we interact and, and you know talk to each other. So guys, if you enjoy what you're hearing, please do comment, share, of course. Um, uh, uh, and I want to find out a bit more about Gwenga. So Gwenga is yep. a journalist, but I want to know, did you know this is what you wanted to do and why? Okay, why, why this direction? I wanted to be many things growing up. I wanted to be a soldier at some point in time. I went to Nigeria Military School, Zaria. I ran away after two years. Mm. I wanted to be a lawyer. And yeah, it didn't quite work out. I didn't have a credit mm. in mathematics uh, at my old level. So I couldn't go to university to study law. Okay, and then I wanted to be a diplomat. Because mm. I've always been drawn to international relations, my current affairs, has been on point since a very young age. I would watch uh, CNN back then, I remember at Manpo, and then they used to show this uh, CNN partner hotel adverts, and then mm. they play Mozart and Tchaikovsky and all this classical. Yeah, I was just drawn to faraway lands and, you know, just that interest. So my sojourn into journalism started after, I was in University of Ifeb, and I was studying philosophy. And I started doing a course called Logic in my 200 level. And um, I just couldn't pass Logic. 
it's a bit of Latin and mathematics. Wow. So my mathematics, faithful maths, haunted me down. In effect, so I came home one day, I told my dad, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Mm. So I dropped out of university. Okay. <laughs> and I was depressed. So I said, I need to. And then Nigeria and everything was yes. getting to me. So I said, um, I need to go away as far as possible from Nigerians and um, the, the deal is to do your masters abroad. Okay. So I, if I wanted to, I mean I had already dropped out of university oh, so right. I had to look for something nice. Yeah. So I was going through um, a newspaper and I found a study in Malaysia and then you could do a twinning degree in Australia and New Zealand. So I told my dad like look, English speaking is nice, it's cost effective, it won't hurt your pocket. Uh, that I mean, let me go and try my luck there. So that's how I ended up in the forest. It was an absolutely beautiful time. I traveled a lot. I studied mass communication and um, it was very easy for me. I watched the news for leisure mm. and all of that. But then, even after I got my degree, I came back to Nigeria. I thought, you know, I'll because I majored in public relations. I thought I'd just wear a nice suit and tie, you know. And that, that would and be then nice. walk in the corporate communications department of some big company and then grow up the ladder, but fate had other plans. So mm -hmm. uh, my dad told me that, you know, you have a nice voice. I think you should do radio. So um, he said, you know, I have a friend. Let's just go one Saturday after NYC. He just called me. Let's drive down to Victoria Island. So we went to Cool FM and we met this gentleman, I mean, Musali. He was mm. talking to my dad at first and then my dad called me. Luckily for me, I didn't even know. I didn't do any research. They just opened Nigerian for FM. Mm. First talk news sports station so yeah. it just fitted right into what I liked so they threw me straight into Nigerian for I know a lot of people here will be listening and saying this is this is connection <laughs> no man look listen if I didn't do a good job they would have mm. thrown me out like no you're not doing me any favor. You know, and that's so yeah. interesting. That's why I think it's great that you mentioned that you did drop out of university. You did go through this process of trying to figure out what's going to work mm -hmm. for you, but you didn't stop trying to figure that out. The common denominator with the young people I've met is this sense of incredible disillusionment. They feel very lied to, because part of this tour has been about voter awareness, go pick up your oh, PVC, yeah. where the majority you know, of registered voters, young people account, students account for oh, yes. 55%. That's it, insane. It's a, it's a block you need to reckon with. Yes. And but, politicians need to be begging. They need to be uh, courting young people. But you see why they're not courting young people? Because what I found is most of the young people are not turning up to vote. Because we don't even know. Yes. But we have to remember that whatever happens, your life is still your life. And this is advice I was given by my, my father. I remember when I became a real adult. You know, everyone has that fight moments where you yeah. now become a real adult and you actually talk to your parents as yeah. people. That's when you get your freedom. Yes, yeah. that's when you get your freedom. And, and we had this fight and I think my father said some things to me which stressed me out because he was viewing me through the lens of, oh, well, this is my child that studies over. I said, this very yeah. evil behavior you have was the word. And I said, listen. That Nigeria is a different reality. Yes, but I'm like, you're, you, yeah. you, you're talking as somebody who's not taking the chance to get to know me. And we have this back and forth. And he said, you know, you have to remember that you're growing up in a different time with different experiences than I grew up with. And you have to remember that whatever I advise you is only advice. Your life is yours to do, live. So do you have to make your decisions. Yeah, and own it. It doesn't have to feel earth shattering to everybody. Mm -hmm. 
but it's you making a claim for this is what I want and making that way for yourself. Something that the older generation, our grandparents' generation, because let's be honest, they're the ones still here, had over us is they, they seized opportunity. Yeah, and then they were pioneers too. I mean, they met in Nigeria that you graduate from school, you have three job offers and, and all of that. Things but, where, but they were looking at things yeah. in the context of now. We still, you know, we've grown up as young Nigerians always hearing, ah, things used to be better. My friend, we used to looking backwards. Exactly. Focus in your front. Yeah, and that, What's and here that's now? what we've done. I mean, we've seized opportunities. I wouldn't say, because, I, I, I would want a situation where okay. we can translate the success of the entertainment industry. Look at this. Do you know the value chain, the jobs, mm. sound engineers? When we're growing up, did you? It's doctor, exist. lawyer, thank you, uh, teacher. That's all. Engineer. So, so the position I yeah. take is we are creating new value chains. So let's right? translate that excellence into governance. Thank yeah, you. but it's a different kettle of fish because I mean, there's there's a lot of laziness. There's because money. and that's and that's the problem for our that's those are the vices yeah. we have to fight and be aware that they are vices. So sure. I remember my like younger siblings and when they were doing job searches and there was a lot of ah, well you know no one has responded to my emails. I was like ah, yeah you can physically go to places like because exactly. sometimes they actually just won't respond to your email. Just mm. pick yourself up go. and roll up. Be like hey because that's how you got your shot. Mm. Because you were just with your dad, he was talking to somebody. So when they were, they were like, "Oh, do you want to have it?" Yeah. When it's harder to turn people down in person than it Very is true. to send an email and say, "Actually, never mind." And if you're going to email, okay, did you research the place you're going to? Very key. Did you yeah. research? Do you know what their lineup is? Number of young people that send me messages. Oh, I want to intern here. Okay, what does Smooth FM do? What are their shows? If you don't know what the shows are, if you haven't gone online, I just or just turn on your radio and yeah. listen and be like, okay. Maybe they need help in this area. Yeah, and then people need mm. to think outside the box yes. too. Everything doesn't have to be like, oh, go to school, get a degree, it's not, job. It's not by like that. I'm can a barista. A Excuse yeah. me, I'm a barista that's doing <laughs> journalism stuff, you know? But that's yeah. because I, I knew fundamentally what I wanted was to impact my society, to help people, to, you know, to figure out the connecting dots. Yeah. And I found that people's attention was on the media. It was on entertainment, it was on press. It was, I was like, okay, well, stories are really important because you grow up with stories. Stories inform the way that you think about yourself, the world, everything. So I was like, okay, let's figure out what stories are we telling, what stories are we sharing. So in 10 years, looking at the way that we address things like, you know, how women are treated in this country, whether it's from rape to equal opportunities. People don't believe in equal opportunities. Like, they think it's a joke. Every time we say, oh, women's issues, someone like giggles or people say, ah, let me not talk. Before these feminists, I mean, I'm proudly feminist. Every human being should be feminist because you should care that a whole section of your society tends to just be put to the side. Like, ah, oh, son, you bash my car. Please, where is the ogre that owns this car? My car? My, why? Mm. I think every young person out there should go study the walks and speeches of uh, Thomas Sankara, used to be president of Burkina Faso. He was Revolution. a man. He was a feminist. And he did, he said women, hold the other half of the sky and he realized the importance of women in society and um, he did a lot in his short time on earth. So in 10 years time, where do I think we're going to uh, be? The head is very important and uh, we kind of, I think it's a hangover of colonialism. So we kind of take direction from, even though we have different levels and tiers of government that are closer to the people, but mm -hmm. everyone looks to the, to the center. So if the center, has political will if they're 
progressive if they do what they need to do and yeah make scapegoats uplift women do mm. things that they need to do just do your job do your jobs exactly we're not asking do your jobs I think there will be a contagion effect on the rest of the population mm. and we need to start but it doesn't happen uh, okay. there's no magic formula to it we need to start changing do you see more Nigerian. young people get, getting involved because we're seeing Banky W we're seeing Ferdi Adimefe we're seeing uh, Bolaho Roads by the I really hope that we don't lose this election hysteria because we always just go back to sleep and then penultimate year to a general election everybody wakes up again oh I want to do this it should be sustained momentum mm. and people need to realize that government is continuous they are in government for the next four years you can remove you don't have to wait for um, the next general elections before mm. you remove them like your legislators they're very important they're the ones that pass laws that affect Major key. your life so there's a recall process you need to know your reps you need to know their constituency officers you need to tell them uh, i think enough is enough we need to stop tolerating oh afterwards nigeria uh, yeah i'll buy a jeep the road is bad i'm gonna sink a ball mm. and that that's the excuse we've been making and um, our population is set to hit 400 million by 2050 and i'm not even seeing the sense of urgency so there's a huge fire that we're playing here. Mm. We need to do something fire about it. Yeah. <laughs> Mega, thank you very much for coming to hand with me in the booth. It's been an absolute pleasure. Absolute yeah. pleasure. So where can good people find you and things that you're up to? Because you're on different platforms here. Twitter, Benga underscore Aborowa. And uh, Instagram, Benga dot Aborowa. Just Google me. We're now Googling. Hey, Google me. Oh my God. <laughs> when you are blown, you found Benga here first. Please respect me. All right, that's it. Season one in the booth officially wrapped. It's been excellent. Thank you to everyone who's listened, who shared, who subscribed. I'll be back with season two in no time because, you know, this year it's a bias towards execution. Yeah, mm -hmm. execution. Is it bias towards execution? That is it. My Yoruba is coming through. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'm ready to go to Africa just to relax and have a good time. One, two, three. Africa is a continent rich in natural resources. Come on, Africans! Oh. Audiocraft.inc